Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Fire Inspired Young Apostolic Podcast. New Year's can be um, can be a, a joyous time, and then again, it can be a very um, <coughs> rough time. Excuse me, uh, because um, some of us tend to look forward on on new goals, and then others look back and look on goals that um, that maybe they didn't meet, and. Uh, Usually, on most traditions, uh, New Year's uh, usually comes with resolutions or goals or promises or plans. Uh, and uh, so, uh, with that in mind, we're going to be talking about a series called I Resolve or I Plan. Or uh, another word for resolve is uh, My Goal. <coughs> and... Um, Throughout this series, we're going to be talking uh, about uh, New Year's resolutions are a time-honored tradition for refocusing, um, making fresh commitments or goals, and reprioritizing or getting things in order uh, uh, in from the most important things in our life to the least important. Um, And during the next uh, four weeks, we're going to be looking at uh, four important uh, resolutions or goals or plans that we can make in this new year, and that is uh, resolving or planning or or our goal is to know, grow, show, and go. Uh, and this week we're going to be talking about uh, I resolve or I, I plan to know, and our key verse. Uh, for this will be Philippians three ten through eleven, and Acts and two and thirty eight. Uh, but the bottom line for for this uh, week, we're going to be talking about our spiritual uh, goal or commitment or resolution must begin with a with a uh, purpose or a commitment to know God. And uh, this week, we're we're really going to be discussing. How, how we can begin this process of knowing God through the plan He gave us to experience a new life. <coughs> and uh, some of you might say, well, what is a New Year's resolution? You know, I've heard my mom and dad talk about it. Uh, a New Year's resolution simply means uh, a new goal, uh, a new plan or a new commitment. Uh, for the following year, a resolution is uh, sometimes referred to as a document, an agreement, or um, or a schedule, so to speak. Uh, to give you a um, a good example of the Declaration of Independence, is referred to as a resolution uh, because in the statement they said our plan. And our goal is to be separated from England. So that was their goal. That was their ultimate um, <clears throat> achievement that they wanted to obtain. And they did. So uh, so New Year's resolution simply means at the end of the year, what, goal will I, what goals will I have accomplished? And um, possibly maybe you have uh, made a New Year's resolution. And... Uh, 
Maybe it was to lose weight. Maybe it was to gain muscle. Maybe it was to read the Bible more. Maybe it was to develop a deep prayer life. Uh, the list can go on and on and on. Get a job. Uh, get a get a car. Um, make good grades and so forth and so on. Uh, but at the end of the year, uh, end of last year, did you keep them? Did you achieve them? And... Um, People sometimes struggle with their New Year's uh, goals or resolutions. Uh, I know that for most folks, January, uh, they do really great on, on diets. And come about March and uh, March and May and somewhere in there, uh, the gyms lose their membership. And the, and the nachos and the chips come out. And, uh, it's, you know, it's just one of those things. <clears throat> but why do you think people struggle so much with, uh, with keeping their original goal for that new year? And, uh, some of it could be that they lack the vision, uh, they lacked the preparation, um, they also lacked, uh, the endurance. Um, those are just some things that, that, uh, that give a good reason why people struggle so much with their New Year goals. Um, but let me ask you another question. What are some spiritual uh, goals that you can make for this New Year? Uh, we often look at it as, um, as well, I just want to be able to grow deeper in God. But we need a more specific. Uh, you know, do you want to grow deeper in your prayer life? Uh, some things can be, I want to fast more. I want to, uh, I want to see, uh, three souls be added to our youth group or be added to the church. Or, uh, I'm praying for, for, um, for five families in our community to, to get saved. Um, I'm praying that God gives me my calling, my gift. Uh, the list can go on and on, but there are some, uh, some, spiritual uh, goals that we can make. So with that in mind, uh, we're going to be talking about a new year means new beginnings. The end of the year is, a, is usually a festive time, and it seems that every other week there's a holiday event taking place. Uh, and you might say, well, it doesn't seem like that. Well, let's start off it. It starts with the fall festival, or or Halloween, uh, in October. Then we have Thanksgiving in November. Finally, there is Christmas in December. Each one of these events, as you can see and and imagine in your in your mind, is a time of fun, food, and even fellowship uh, with one another and with others. As we celebrate all the blessings we've had, we have experienced over the course of that year or the past year. And after these holidays, though, it is a very different holiday. It's not as much as about looking back as it is looking forward. And we call this holiday New Year's Day. And New Year's Day, of course, has usually its own tradition. 
And you might say, well, what's some traditions? Well, uh, one of them is many churches have a special New Year's Eve service where they pray the New Year in or a watch night. They, they watch the night fade away to dawn um, or to the next year. Uh, you you may pray, uh, some may pray in the New Year and perhaps even attend a New Year's Eve party. Um a lot of people gather in New York just to see just to see the f infamous uh, uh, ball drop when the clock hits twelve. Uh, like pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving and eggnog for Christmas, New Year's Eve has its own specific meal traditions. Uh, some some people cook breakfast. Others uh, have uh, wings and. Pizza and uh, all that good junk food, uh, just to just to help them get through the night, you know. Uh, but um, but as you can see, New Year's has has its own traditions, and probably one of the most recognizable New Year's tradition is the creation of a New Year's resolution or a New Year's goal. And these resolutions are commitments we make as we embrace the sense of a new beginning that comes with each new year. And these goals and resolutions can apply to just about any area of our life. For instance, uh, someone might plan to lose a certain amount of weight in this following year. Or you may... Um, you may make a commitment to end an unhealthy habit and start a diet. And then uh, for some, uh, you might they might say, well, I want to read a certain amount of books or improve, improve my grade at school or spend less time on video games and so on and so on. So as you can see, the list can just go endless with it. And I want to tell you it's... I want to tell you that that goal at that moment may seem fun while it lasts. You say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, oftentimes with these new commitments may begin, uh, may be made with the best intentions, but they typically do not last very long. As we get into the flow of the year in the hustle and bustle of life, we find ourselves in, in really a familiar nutshell, so to speak, or familiar rut, uh, reverting back to the old habits uh, we were trying to correct. We'll, we usually say, well, you know, I've done good for two months. It, you know, the, maybe next year I'll make it to three, uh, and so forth, so forth. And uh, I know for myself it's, it's hard because uh, you get lazy. Uh, because you lose focus, you lose your drive, and uh, you might say, "Well, why? Why is that the case? Why do Why do we lose focus?" Well, it's just human nature. We tend to do what is most comfortable to us. Uh, we tend, uh, if we are, if we are to make meaningful changes in our lives, it will take intense focus. And if we are to live out our our commitment or resolution we must resolve both in or 
in body, soul, and mind, and spirit to see them through. We have to have a determined mind. We have to have it made up in our heart. We, ha we have to have the willingness and the courage and spirit to keep going to see the final result. So now that we've talked about natural resolutions and why sometimes we don't keep them, let's turn our attention to spiritual resolutions. Just as, just as someone may set resolutions towards life, natural goals, we can also set uh, resolutions or goals or plans or promises towards spiritual goals. We can take, take a spiritual inventory of our lives and determine the areas where we need to grow. We could all grow in prayer. We could all grow in fasting, reading our Bible more, studying God's Word, and allowing us to hear the voice of God in our life. Those are just a few areas that generally anyone can say, I need to grow in, even myself. Uh, but there are certain other areas in each one's life that, that we need to... that. Um, we can say, well, I, I do good in this area, but I need to do better in this area. And we may see we're doing well in some of the areas, like I had said. But perhaps we want to make sure we are, we are planning to stay strong in those areas and continue to grow. As, as we go through these lessons... We will discuss four specific New Year's uh, goals or resolutions you can make that will strengthen your relationship with Jesus Christ. And as I've said before, this week we're going to be looking at the first of these areas, and that is planning or resolving to know God. Philippians, the the third chapter Philippians the I can get this to work here Philippians the third chapter and the uh, 10th and 11th verse it says it like this that I may know him referring to God in the power of his resurrection, in the fellowship of his sufferings being made comfortable unto his death. The 11th verse goes on to say, If by any means I might obtain unto the resurrection of the dead. Now let us take a moment and, and understand what Paul was expressing in these verses. Paul was basically saying, that he had a passion to know Jesus Christ. And like Paul, we must determine to know Jesus in the most important things we can do in this life. Paul shows us and indicates that purpose would involve understanding Christ's sufferings, death, resurrection. When you think about that, what does that sound like? 
if you've heard me talk about the gospel message, that's what the gospel message is about. Jesus' death, resurrection, and his sufferings while here on earth and during his trial. So we have to understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that means that we have to know Jesus by knowing his gospel. And you might say, well, yeah, what's that got to do? Well, the gospel message is the most important message in the entire Bible. And Paul stresses everywhere in the scripture that knowing Jesus Christ and his crucifixion was a high uh, priority or, a, or high up on the list as according to 1 Corinthians 2 and 2 it puts it this way for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified so again Paul said I don't care to know anything about this life if I only know Jesus and that he died for me and that he died and rose again that's all that matters in this life you see, everything that happened in the Old Testament pointed to the New Testament. And everything that happened in the life of Jesus pointed to the cross. And everything that happened since then has pointed back to the cross. The cross is the turning point of all human history. You see, we, we know that all, all our sinners... Because Romans, the third chapter, and the 23rd verse tells it like this. For all have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. This means that every single one of us has found ourselves at odds with Jesus' holiness. Because that we were sinners, that made us that made us in a category of a fallen state. We couldn't have a godlike nature. We had a sinful nature. And Jesus knew that we needed a sinless sacrifice. So he offered himself as our sacrifice, paying the ransom or the price for the punishment of our sins. We find this in First. Timothy, the second chapter, in the fifth and sixth verse, it says, For there is one God, and, mediate, and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Because Jesus died and was buried and rose again, we, you and I, can be born again. That means old things can be passed away and everything can be made new, according to 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter, and the 17th verse. It tells it like this, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, in other words, if any man would be believe on him, repent, and be baptized. 
and be filled with the Holy Ghost, that if any man be in Christ, he is a new cre creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So that leads us to our main lesson. Re resolving or planning or committing to know. No matter how made up your mind can be, we cannot live righteous enough on our own. You might say, well, I think so. I'm sorry. We don't have the power to be really what we ought to be. Not on our own. We cannot show Jesus the proper respect he deserves. And we cannot keep his commandments without embracing the gospel message. And as we are made over again, or being born again, we can make progress in our very own spiritual walk. You see, it takes Jesus to be who we ought to be. So we have to embrace the gospel, as we have said. The gospel message, as we have already discussed, is Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus died on the cross, taking away the punishment for all the sins of the world. And then Jesus was buried, breaking the curse of sin. And when Jesus rose again, and because of his ascension or going back up into heaven, we too can experience the resurrection power of the Holy Ghost. <coughs> if we are going to plan or resolve to know Jesus this new year, our new birth experience, which is repenting, being baptized in both the water and of the Spirit, being baptized in Jesus' name, and being filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues must be embraced by embracing the gospel message and applying it to our lives. Acts, the second chapter, in the 38th verse, tells us that salvation message. That, that if we can do this, we, we can embrace the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it says, And then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. <coughs> so, let's break that down. First, we have to repent. Jesus took our sins and died on the cross. He took the weight of every man's sin upon his shoulder as he hung his head and he died. Just like that, to embrace the gospel message, we must die out to our sins through repentance. You say, well, yeah, I say I'm sorry. Well, repentance is more than just saying we are sorry for the things we have done wrong. It is also making a conscious decision to turn away from those things 
and a determination to change our attitude, our lifestyle, our, the way we think, and the way we act. Then it says to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission, for the forgiveness of sins. After Jesus died on the cross, he was buried in a tomb. He took the weight of all the sins in the world to the grave with him. And just like that, when we embrace the gospel message, we find ourselves that we find in ourselves that we need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, according to Romans the sixth chapter. In the fourth verse it says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Baptism is more than just an outward sign of an inward cleansing. It is a, it is a covenant between you and and Jesus he takes his he takes his name and applies it to your life and when you are fully submerged in the water I'm not talking about getting a water hose and sprinkling you I'm talking about when you're dipped down in all the way underneath the water this symbolizes Jesus's own burial and when you come out of the water you're not just wet, but Jesus has actually washed away all your sins. It is important that this act is performed in the name of Jesus Christ. Every example of baptism in the book of Acts is in the name of Jesus Christ. And because there is no other name other than Jesus that can save us, according to Acts the fourth chapter and the twelfth verse gives us why. Because neither is there salvation in any other, referring to name or other person. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we might, uh, we must be saved. So Jesus is the only name that we can have that we must be saved by. So as Peter's message on the day of Pentecost, we've covered repentance, baptism. Now let's look at the gift of the Holy Ghost or the spiritual baptism if you'd like. The gospel message included the eternal truth that Jesus rose again from the grave. And many people in the Bible were raised from the dead. But Jesus was different than these others. He is the only one in the Bible to raise himself from the dead. And just like that, once we have died out to our sins through repentance, Jesus desires for us to rise into the newness of life or a new life by receiving the power or the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is Jesus Christ living inside of us according to Colossians the first chapter 
in the 27th verse, it tells it this way, To whom God would made known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. In every example of the book of Acts, where people were and are filled with the Holy Ghost, the infilling is confirmed, or the evidence, so to speak, or the proof that they had, or of when they received the Spirit, was speaking in a language that they had never learned before. In other words, speaking in tongues, or with other tongues. This is the evidence of the mir miracle of God's Spirit coming to live inside of you and me. So now that we've covered repentance, baptism, and, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost, now we can really get to know Him. You see, when we're filled with the Holy Ghost, we can know Jesus in a personal way because He becomes a personal Savior. His Spirit can speak through us whether it be through our conscience or impressions or by hearing his, his voice or reading His Word. And as we develop a closeness in Him in our prayer life, we become more and more sensitive to His direction so that He can guide us in our lives. His Spirit also empowers us to serve and to minister to others, as well as telling others the good news so that they might receive it. It is one thing to understand the gospel. It is another thing to experience it for yourself. If you have never repented and been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, or have been filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, today can be your day. Let's make this new year a new year full of goals. And in order to start off the goal, let's, let's make a plan to know Jesus Christ by applying the gospel message to each one of our lives. And you might say, well, I've already been saved, but we need to apply it even more so now than we did last year. The gospel message isn't just a one-time thing. It is a day-to-day -day thing that we must embrace. Well, that's all the time we have today. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Lord God, we thank you for this wonderful day. We thank you for this wonderful lesson. Lord, as this new year comes along, Lord God, we ask you that you would help us to know you in the fullness of your power, the fullness of your gospel. Lord, if there are some that are listening that that uh, needs to repent, Lord God, that you'd prick their hearts, or that you'd help them, Lord Jesus, to 
repent of their sins. Lord, if they need to be baptized, Lord God, that you would show them. Lord, that you would encourage them. Lord, that you give them the ability and the knowledge and the know-how and the courage to go ask their pastor or perhaps someone else to be baptized in Jesus' name. And Lord God, if if they don't have the Holy Ghost, Lord, that you put a hunger down inside of them. Lord, that you would help them, Lord, aid your Jesus to get to understand the power, Lord, that you'd help them to understand the purpose, Lord, that you'd help them understand the experience of the Holy Ghost. Lord God, we're asking you, Lord, dear Jesus, that you'd let them get filled from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. Lord, that, that, the, that the day of Pentecost, Lord, that same experience they have, that they would experience it with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And Lord God, we ask you, Lord, that you'd help us this new year to help to know you more through your word, through our prayer life, through our fasting, and by embracing the gospel of your death, burial, resurrection, and your sufferings each day of our lives. We thank you and we praise you. Lord, we make a commitment, we make a vow to know you more this year than we did last year. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Tune in next week for the second week lesson of I Resolve or I Plan as we talk about the plan to grow this new year. God bless and see you soon.